This is the intro, this is the intro, this is the intro to the Poet and Billy Podcast Extravaganza! I don't know, man. It was a weird. It's it was a weird way to start the episode. Well, I hope you learned that when we're trying to do the podcast, don't play with your port. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, glad we kicked it off with some gold. <laughs> uh, how are you, sir? I'm good, man. I'm good. I uh, I've had a pretty good week. I've uh, I read a couple of books actually. I've fin- I've been really getting through my reading like I wanted to, so I'm excited about that. Uh, I read. Uh, see, last week I think I mentioned the book I finished, the uh, the shadows. Yep, and by the dude who did the Whispering Man or some shit. The Whisper shit. Man, yeah. The Whisper you Man. A, you got a better memory than I do. Uh, also, well, also, you edit the show, so you listen to it again. I don't always listen again. And then I read uh, the new Dresden Files book, Peace Talks, which I was so excited about uh, because it's been years since the last one, since I, well, since I read the last one even, but for people that were reading it with him as they were being released, you know, it was even longer because I think it was like six years. But uh, I, I loved it. I was super excited. A lot of my favorite characters showed up. Uh, it has like a cliffhanger ending, which I don't think has ever happened before in the books. But the next one comes out in September, so I'm not upset about it because I'm like, all right, next one's coming out in a couple of months. So whatever. I'll see how this ends. Uh, but if it was like ended in a cliffhanger and who knew when the next book would come out, I think I'd be kind of pissed. I thought Dak said they split the two uh... – the two the book up and that's why uh oh is that what, really yeah i guess i guess that's a possibility because the book isn't super long not that all of it you know i feel like they've gotten longer and longer over the years uh you know the first few books are like maybe 300 ish pages around that area and then by the time you get to the well, the teens they're like five some 500 maybe 600 pages uh this one was only like three fifty, hmm. so I could see that if the next one is like shorter. But that's okay. I'm glad he did that. I'd, I'd rather have like two quick reads than like one long one. I think. Uh, oh, and I I finally caught up uh, on an anime that I really like. Uh, Food Wars, Beast Wars, Beast Fighting. What was the one? No, I don't know. no. Which one is what those? Food Wars? I did. I haven't caught up on Food Wars. What's actually. the other that one? Beast something. Uh, I, those oh, oh, Beast Stars! I did finish that. Beastars. Actually, I did watch that. I forgot I did finish that, and it was good. It was, it was, it was a solid show. I'm glad I watched it. I'll totally watch another season. Um, no, and then I caught up. I finished. Uh, it's not done. I'm waiting for the, the next season will come out sometime, whenever. But uh, My Hero Academia, I finished the fourth season of that, uh, which is great. I, if you watch any anime that I talk about on here, that's the one. Uh, you know what? It, do you know what it's about? It's about a school, uh, an academia for heroes, a hero school. I mean, yeah. <laughs> they didn't bury the lead with the title, my dude. I mean, you, but you know, there's more to it than that, right? Like, it's not no. just like I haven't watched none of these shows. I'm not up to date on anime. We well, don't have Toonami no more, so I don't know what's hip. Now this one is cool, man. So it's about a so it it exists in a world where like eighty percent of people are born with a power. They call them quarks, and it's not necessarily like always going to be like something super powerful. You know, it's just, some people just have like really random shit. So it's not like they're going to be superheroes. Like they can just I don't know. They can make a light appear from their fingertip. Like cool, but they can't really do anything with that. And then there are people that can like blow shit up. You know, so because of that, they they started. You know, people became uh, superheroes and they, they became like a business kind of thing where you had to go to school for it. You know, they're, like, they're super, they, they keep a close eye on it. And uh, this one kid who really wants to be a superhero, just like the best hero in the world, this guy All Might, uh, his name is Midoriya. He is so excited to get a cork uh, when he's like, as he gets older, and then he doesn't get one. He's one of the 20% that doesn't have one. And it just crushes him. And he's still convinced that he's like, I'm going to be a hero. I can do this. You know. And guess what? You know, he becomes a hero. But uh, the way that he does it, he ends up finding out because he meets All Might. And All Might is actually uh, weakened at the moment. He's, he's slowly losing his power because his quirk is very special. It was given to him 
and he can give it to someone else. And every time that he gives it to somebody, they become more powerful than the person who had it previously. Uh, basically, All Might is like a Superman type character. He's real strong. He can jump real far and shit, that kind of thing. Here's where I really enjoy this this concept. He gives this power to the kid. The kid goes to the uh, to the testing range because they have like a big test where they have to like basically fight these robots to make sure they're capable of doing this this schooling. And Sen- they're called Sentinels, right? Uh, no, they're just like random ass robots, and there's oh. one giant one. And he ju- he fu- this is the first time he's ever used the power because he doesn't know he just got it. He doesn't know how it works. And he jumps up into the air like through instinct because there's this girl that's that's taking the test also that she's in trouble. So he jumps up uh, really high in the air right in front of the uh, the robot and punches it in the robot face. And what's cool about it is because he doesn't know how to like he's not used to it. His body doesn't know, like he's been training to get prepared for it because All Might told him to do it. His body can't handle it, so every time he uses his power, he breaks his fucking bones. So it's like his legs are broken, his arm is broken, he's just all broken. And luckily there's like a healing person at the school who can help him, but he's got to figure out how to use the power. And it takes a little while for him to figure out ways to use it where he won't either hurt himself too badly or hurt himself at all. It's 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 cool. It's totally worth watching. I, it's, I really like that show. And what are you watching on Funimation or Netflix? Or? Uh, I'm watching it on Funimation, but it's on Hulu. They have uh, all of it on Hulu. I know gotcha. that. Gotcha. I don't have Hulu. Whatever, jackass. I realize I, I'm feeling. Why like, am uh, I a jackass? Because I don't have Hulu. Because you are. I like that. Um. I mean, I feel no, like cool. I like, feel like all of this was unprovoked. I'm going to have to walk away for like 90 seconds in in four minutes and 30 seconds and I have to walk away. I got a cake in the oven. But it still doesn't explain why you're attacking me all of a sudden. Oh, just I'm an asshole. I have, you know, issues with my self-worth and so I take them out on you to feel stronger and better about myself great yeah. oh that great. reminds me the book i finished today was uh <laughs> sharp objects by uh i can never i'm never sure if i say your name right it's either gillian or jillian flynn uh i'm sure there are people out there that are like you're a fucking moron billy how do you not know how to pronounce a name but she's the she's the writer of gone girl which i enjoyed the book and the movie okay mm-hmm. uh I think it was a little overhyped. Maybe that's why it wasn't super for me. This one I really liked. I actually liked this book better uh, than, than that one. And it's it's dark. It's a dark one. I won't really get into it because I don't want to bring the podcast down. Especially after talking about heroes and shit. And cake. What kind of cake are you making, Billy? Oh, it's nothing special. It's like a yellow cake. Are you going to do chocolate frosting? Yeah. Mm. I was just talking about how I wanted some yellow cake and chocolate frosting. That's fucked up. Yeah, yeah, we've had it for like a couple of weeks, like the little the pack, and we're like, eh, I don't know. And then I just have really I've been feeling the need this week to bake it, and I was like, I'm gonna do it tonight. And Liz was like, Awesome, I'm gonna I'm gonna put the frosting on when you're done, or when it's ready anyway, because it's gonna sit out for a little while. But I was trying to make sure I got like the kitchen cleaned all the prep stuff done and like get it all together and in, into the oven before I came to do the podcast. Cause I knew I could just pull it out when it's ready. Yeah. So that's nice. <clears throat> I say this as if it's like some complicated thing and not like I opened a pack and put some eggs in and some oil and then stirred it and put it in a, in a pan. Yeah. I I talk, mean, that's, I, that's how Betty Crocker does it. I don't know, man. I think there was. She, I'm pretty sure Betty Crocker at some point was like, "I'm gonna make a cake from scratch." Yeah, but you didn't set out to make a cake from scratch. You set out to make Betty Crocker's mix. That's true, but I think I've, I've been like really feeling myself on like baking and cooking right now, just because I'm like I want to do every. I want to make as much stuff as I can, and I try all kinds of new things. Uh. Most of the time it works out. I tried to make biscuits from scratch the other day. That did not work out. No. No, because you know with biscuits, they got to... 
Did you use cold butter? I did use cold butter. I, I think that the butter just didn't come out the way I wanted it to, like in the right ways, because mm-hmm. I didn't really, I don't have much of a shredder or a, uh, maybe yeah. if I cut it in a different way. Um, and then also the way, the, the, the way that the dough came out wasn't quite the way it should have been. I don't know. I don't If I knew what happened, I would have tried it again to see if I could do it. But, uh, yeah, but for the most part, everything I try has worked out, you know. I made Mexican pizzas a few weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago, I think, and mm. that that was really good. Um, I made all of that from scratch. I even made a uh, uh, an enchilada sauce and a uh, uh, refried beans for from scratch. I, that was that was fun. Where you made refried beans from scratch? Well, I mean, I took the beans and I fucking squashed them and shit and put the the thing ingredients that also need the spices that I needed in there. So what do you mean you took the beans and squashed them? So I took black beans and then I cooked them with onions and uh, the different spices that I needed, which I don't remember off the top of my head at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I let that, you know, simmer for a bit and then I smashed them. And that's, and that's your definition of refried beans. That what I don't know, motherfucker. This is what the this is what the, the fucking recipe said, and I was like, I'll do this, okay, and it worked. I don't know what to. What's I'm your just... go-to recipe? So hold on, let's I'm say. Nice with you, Billy. No, 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 no. Because now, ooh, cake. <laughs> I'll be back. <laughs> okay. I've been lonely. smell the cake through the house it's wonderful congratulations now my question that i was getting to hypothetical let's say you got a lady coming over there's a lady for you know you you've gone out a couple of times it's going well uh for some reason and you decide like oh why don't you come over to my place i'm gonna i'm gonna cook for you what do you what do you make what like what's your go-to like recipe that you're like this will this will this will this will do it this will be delicious first off i'm inviting them back to my mom's place is that is this the scenario i mean or, is this a hypothetical do, sure it could be so it's a hypothetical where i've somehow acquired my own residence but as this is a hypothetical we could also say that this is your it doesn't have to be where you currently live it could be like your own place yes okay well hypothetically speaking uh I would get a professional chef to cook us a wonderful dinner. Oh, uh, well, that would cost you more than just like making some like cheap spaghetti. Yeah, but it's hypothetical, man. We're on a ship to the moon with a professional chef cooking us dinner. Can't top that date, Billy. What are you gonna do to top that date, Billy? Make no, my own dinner. No, for no, no. Yeah, go ahead and make your own little soft craft macaroni and cheese. I'm on a boat to the moon with a professional chef making us whatever she wants. I win. I don't, I don't really, I don't really have a go-to recipe. I mean, I, I, I work as, like, there must be I worked as a chef. As I work, I worked as a chef. So you just give me a recipe, I make it. Oh, okay. So, but it was just a job. Like you didn't, you didn't have like a, what do you, what do you call it? like a passion for it? You weren't like, uh, you know, I know I'm at work, but I can't wait to try this new, this new idea with onions. And- no, I hate onions. It's growing on me. That's another thing. Like being like cooking more is also making me like shit that I didn't really like before because I was such a picky eater going up, growing up. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I like onions more than I did before. Uh, Can't stand them. It has to be under the right circumstances. So. There, I have never met a circumstance in which an onion was okay. Like I realize I don't care for like chunks of onion. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I like finely chopped onion to add to the flavor, but not really. You know, there's something about that crunch to them that I don't care for. Uh, I know that sounds weird, but it's just that's how I am. I'm the same way with apples. I tried to eat an apple the other day because for some reason we ended up getting a couple in our produce box, mm-hmm. and I just I, t- I had a couple of bites. I was like, I don't want these to go to waste, but 
I don't like apples. Like, just, there's something about that consistency. Like, the, it's weird. I don't like it. Um, and that's biting an apple. What? But not like if you had like a slice of it. Same. No, same I've done feel. that too. Like, I, and mm. it was a little bit easier. So, like, I had a bite, and then I decided I'd slice some pieces off and try it that way. And that was a little bit better, but it's still just like there's something about the texture to it that all apples. You know, uh, I mean. I don't know. I haven't had all apples. I don't think. Like, I'm talking red apples. I, I don't know. Like I, mean, I don't think so I've ever I, had like a Granny Smith apple or anything. Yeah. All right. So here's the deal. I only like red delicious apples. I'm constantly berated by this girl who buys me uh, red delicious apples that they are the grossest, mealiest, flavorless apple of the apple game, and she hates that she has to buy, that she buys me these apples. Cause she'll occasionally she'll just be at the at the store and because uh, I talk about her food she's just uh, occasionally she'll buy me an apple when she thinks about it. Um, so it might be that if you're eating red delicious that might be your problem. You might be eating what is described as the worst apple of the apples. Okay. <laughs> so then you I'll, might I'll have like to fix that. honey crisp. Uh, I know are popular, um, but yeah, I would, I would broaden your apple game because if I'm you're willing just, to, if you're just yeah. doing red delicious, then you're, uh, that's which is my personal favorite. The only apple I like. All the other apples are like too tart. I like I, that this girl makes fun of you for liking apples. Well, she doesn't make fun of me for liking apples. She makes fun of me for liking what she considers the worst apple. I just there's so many other things to make fun of you for. I well, I mean, we she makes fun of me because I get mad at her that she mixes her carrots and her peppers. Like I I don't want my par- my pe- my carrots to taste like peppers and I don't want my peppers to taste like carrots. Cuz I don't like peppers, so I really would never eat a parrot a pepper. But I You wouldn't eat a don't- parrot? I wouldn't eat a parrot either. <laughs> but I definitely don't want to eat no carrots that taste like peppers. It's like I don't like mixed fruit, like mi- fruit salad. I don't like it because I, like, I don't like my bananas not tasting like banana. I don't like my watermelon tasting like banana. I don't like, like, my, I don't like my blueberries with some weird potassium coating from the banana that got smushed on it. Just give me some blueberries, some strawberries. Give them to me separate. Don't, I don't want them touching. But I like that combination depending on what it is. Like sometimes I don't want stuff touching, but like with fruit, you know, if you get, you know, you got it touching, that's not a big deal to me. That's fine. That's, you can even add to it depending on what the fruit is. Nah, don't give me no mixed berries. Choose one berry and serve it up. <laughs> <laughs> separate but equal berries. That's right. Oh man, um, but she'll like Miss Triscuits and Wheat Thins. I mean, that's just—I just don't even know what to do with a person. Cause you can't go in there and grab a handful of that. Have two different textures. It's just not—it's—it's it's unacceptable in my opinion. It's like that day my friend had a handful of Skittles and M and M's and put them in his mouth at the same time. Disgusting. I was horrified. I still make fun of him to this day for doing that shit. There's a line, and he crossed it. Next time I'm in town, I want to cook. All right. Yeah, I'll make breakfast or something. I like breakfast. I'm good at breakfast. What would be your breakfast what's your easy. what's your breakfast dish? Name it. Anything. You can just like do some sausage, do some bacon, scramble some eggs, fry some eggs, make some pancakes. There's so much shit you can do. Hash browns. I'd love some good hash browns. What kind of hash browns? Uh, if I'm lazy, I'll just get like a pack of, you know, at the store. But I you know, I also like shredding the potatoes and just making them. Well, yeah. So, like, some people, like, they'll say hash browns, but they mean more like a hash mix where it's more like not the shred. I prefer a shredded hash brown. Um, golden on the outside still kind of white in the middle. Yeah. Um but like a lot of people like a, like a dark hash. I'm not that kind of guy, but when I was a um, kid, I mm-hmm. didn't know that like hash browns were, you know, all I knew from hash browns were like McDonald's. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I remember I, the first time I saw hash browns that were like shredded. I was like, "What is this? This is not." I wanted a hash brown. <laughs> Hey, well, I remember I worked in a restaurant. We made chili rellenos, and I made—I can't tell you how many chili rellenos I made. I made so many goddamn chili rellenos. I mean, it's just countless. And then one day I was—it was like two o'clock in the morning. I'm watching Food Network randomly, and they're like, "Up next, chili rellenos," and they made a chili relleno. I was like, "These motherfuckers." I was like, we ain't never made no chili rellenos like this. This look like the best chili I would never eat a chili relleno, but if you handed me that, I'd be like, what the fuck is this? This looks good as hell. I think but that's it, why I've, I've been also cooking so much, is Liz has the Food Network on all the time, so I'm, mm. it's like, I'm going to make something like that, and I don't make anything close to that. <laughs> Man, hopefully with this passion, when the new season of Bravo's Top Chef starts, you'll watch it with me. I mean, sure, I, I could do that. Why not? Because they cook some great food on there. Uh, on the, um, the, on, the one on, that I that always on the, gets hold me on, is listen chopped. to this. On the season finale uh, of this season, um, this uh, the chef that won. She's uh, she's Chinese American, and she they were in Italy, and she made her her meal was a. Uh, a blending of uh, a traditional uh, Italian dishes, but using Chinese ingredients. Oh, I like it when they do that kind of stuff. And um, I can't for the life of me remember what dish it was, but they had one of the guests at this final dinner was a butcher, an Italian butcher who was an eighth generation butcher, brought the man to tears with her with uh, her dishes and how uh, she honored the Italian cuisine and its tradition and its presentation, but brought her flavors. And uh, and so I was happy because I was rooting for her all season. Um, but it, it, with you getting into all this cooking, uh, I definitely think you'd like Top Chef. Oh, that sounds good, yeah. I Because I watched, like, the one that always really gets me is chopped like I'll, I'll sit and watch a lot of chopped for a while and not realize that i did it because uh, liz it's one of her like go-to shows just to have on and that's you. one of the things i love when they do on that show is they'll be like you know they've got a chef who primarily makes like korean food like that's like their thing and they get these ingredients and they're like oh let's see if you what you can do with this and it's nothing like what you would use in korean food but they're like Nah, man, I think I can do something with this. So, like, they make their own style, and it's all—it's like so, not always super impressive because, like, with Chopped, you never really know how something's gonna turn out. Uh, I'm always rooting for them. Like, come on, man, make something amazing and like blow the judges away. Sometimes the judges are like, "This is this is disgusting. Like, this is just this is inedible." Uh, my favorite, <laughs> my favorite insult that they do, and they don't do it often, is when they're just like. Uh, so I'm not going to eat this because <laughs> like, they're like, I don't know if they, cause like it's all, they only do that. If like something possibly poisonous or uh, inedible gets into, cause sometimes they get shit on that show. They don't know what it is. So I'll be like, uh, it looks like this. So I'm going to try and prepare it this way, but it's, that's not the thing that it is. <laughs> so they're like, yeah, you, you didn't, you didn't make like plantains. You know, you can't treat a plantain like a banana it's not poisonous but i mean you couldn't treat them the same way even though they look the same way <laughs> what if plantains were like the blowfish banana were like unless you prepared <laughs> it the right way it would fucking devastate you oh man uh, they were, and chopped, ch- chopped is like regular home chefs right or is it like uh it for the most part it's people that work in the industry so oh, like okay. people that are like sous chefs or the head chef mm-hmm. or exactly you know that that thing every now and then they do other things like they've had celebrity edition or you I know got you, I got people you. from home like that kind of thing uh and those are fun too um because they're usually people that are really good at it yeah apparently because apparently there's like a tryout process because you got to know <coughs> if you can do this or not because it's not just you know there's a lot of like these shows where 
you know, they fake it or like, oh, you know, we'll try this again or, you know, we'll don't worry about the timer. They don't apparently they don't do that on Chopped. People that have been on there have said that, like, they you really have 20 minutes to do this thing. And if you get it, if you don't finish it, you don't finish it. Yeah, that's awesome. I like that. That's how Top Chef is. You got they have a time limit and um and each episode they usually so they usually do like a quick fire what they call a quick fire and that's like that's like a theme uh usually in the and they're the like usually you'll you'll win money or uh, immunity for the um for the elimination challenge and it can be like you know anything like from like you know like I like uh hamburgers so make me a slider or you know like, you know, use this theme ingredient, like, or, you know, like, eggs. You Make me a perfect fried egg. Or, like, they'll have, uh, one of my favorites is they do, uh, they do a prep race. And so, basically, you get broken up into teams, and then you're given four ingredients. And, uh, you have to decide amongst your team who can prep which ingredient the fastest so then it's a race so like usually you'll have like six chickens or something you have to break down six chickens shuck a bunch of oysters perfectly like dice a bunch of onions or you know like they have a bunch of different it's different each season um and then the fastest team to do that then has the the most time to make a dish using those ingredients that they just prepped so then the longer you have so even so then you so what happens is you may have a team that that has all this time to make a dish and they they just like they can't think of something but then you have a team that completely shit the bed on prepping the food and they have so little time to think about what they're going to present that they make the most simple dish they can and it ends up being like a winner because like they're not allowed to overthink something. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they get, and then another thing that one of my favorite things that they do is this shit called restaurant wars. And, uh, they break into, uh, it's when they have eight people left and they break into two teams of four. And between those teams, they have somebody who runs front of house and then the three people, uh, uh, cook so you have like usually an expediter and then two cooks and basically they usually between have between 24 and 48 hours to completely design a restaurant a menu and then a serve a certain amount of customers in an in a night and then it's like whatever best restaurant wins and you see like just like some really interesting concepts come out and then you just see like teams that like should totally just crush it fall apart and then like teams that are like just in the weeds somehow manage to just like get their shit together and maintain and and they're like they have customers that come in right yeah they have real actual customers and then on top of it they have the judges come in and um so and then so like so what it does like in restaurant wars the winner of restaurant wars is whatever, uh, whatever, um, cause so like when they have restaurant wars, the, the, the customers go to both restaurants and then they choose which restaurant they like. So then the judges choose who's the winner from the, what the customers chose for the restaurant winner. And then who goes home from the, the losing team. So then like, say you're on the losing team and there are four of you up for going home, but one of you won the quick fire and has immunity. So now only three of you are going home. So I've seen some like crazy. That's when you see people like really start throwing people under the bus, and you're like, you're like, oh, you shouldn't have did it like that, dude. You should have just said yep and took that one, took that loss. But now you look like a chump on national television. <laughs> But uh, they do. They get into some really good cooking stuff, um, and they and they you and they really do have some of the best chefs uh, in and around America and the country or the world. Because sometimes they get people from 
other countries who participate on the show. Um, How do you think man. you'd do on the show? Oh, I would. I would probably be the first person gone. Please pack your knives and go. I mean, <laughs> I, look, I like. I don't like. I I am good at cooking. I can cook. I can bake. I can do all that because I can follow a recipe, and I understand s- some nuances to the to the cooking game. You know the feel, like yeah. You know. The amount yeah. of salt and shit that you'll need. Yeah, I know. I know when something's too salty and and when something's not salty enough. You know what I mean? Like, but like I'm not. I'm. I wouldn't be able to cook a perfectly crafted Italian dinner that honors sort of the the, the heritage of an Italian dinner. and then mix in like some other kind of like Colorado ingredients, like. Like, like what, like one day this girl, uh, when they were like they, two, two or three seasons ago, they were in Colorado and, they, and, and they got sent up into the mountains and it was like, like four feet of snow up there. And this girl cooked, baked a cake in the snow next to a campfire. Like if you gave me a cake, a Betty Crocker mix in my kitchen, I'll fuck that shit up. That'll be a good ass tasting cake. But if you put me on a mountain in four feet of snow and be like, hey, we need you to cook a cake. Like, first off, you know there are high altitude conditions I have to worry about in baking, let alone the fact that we're higher than high altitude and it's snowing. Shit's crazy, my dude. There's a episode of uh, Cutthroat Kitchen one time. Have you ever uh-huh. watched that show? No, it sounds familiar. It sounds like another Food Network one. Yeah, it is. So there's uh, – I don't watch it all that often, but I, I saw this one episode where they had – it was like a – not celebrity, but like a judges episode. So instead of like regular contestant chefs, they had like people from Food Network on there that you knew. So like really well-known chefs or whatever. And uh, the idea of the show is you start off with like $10,000 each. And over the course of the show, you bet or you uh, you bid on different things to sabotage or or to buy for yourself to make your cooking better. Uh, most of the time, though, it's to sabotage somebody else. So, like, uh, you'll make them, you know, they can't use a particular utensil except for this one you choose. It'll be something ridiculous. Uh, I got you. Uh, so I was watching this one, and uh, <laughs> the thing that came up this uh, – this thing for them to bid on it was like a child's cooking set like an easy bake oven type thing and it was and he was like whoever wins this you can choose one of your opponents and they can only cook using this and so somebody got it and had to use it and they made like this really good looking meal like this dish i was like i couldn't make that in like a regular kitchen with like everything that they that he didn't have right yeah, I mean, like when people are really good at what they do, it's amazing what what they're able to produce under like weird conditions. Hey, Amen. But you took me back right there. I can't tell you, I fucked up some food, some snacks out of that Easy Bake Oven. I can't lie. Yeah, I've never used one. I never had one growing up. Oh, I never. Man. The neighbor, the neighbors had one. I so from about two and a half till. Four, fourth grade I live next to these uh next door to these um to this family that had like three girls and there was one girl that was my age then she had an older two older sisters and one of them was probably like two or three years older than us now that I think about it and the other one was like a lot, like she was like a teenager. Like the older one definitely babysat all three of us. Let me put it like that. And they had they had the easy bake oven, and we and we would fuck it up. They would fuck it up. It was good. As I had this idea of like the parents, like that Nathan kid keeps coming over here to use the eight the easy bake oven. Yeah. <laughs> You're like sixteen. Uh... <laughs> hey man, y'all still got that easy bake oven. <laughs> Oh man, Nathan, we've talked about this. <laughs> Hi, Mister and Mrs. Houston. I'm just here to make a snack. 
man, that's good shit. That's good shit. Man, this is a, this is a, that was a weird turn that we talked for like 30 minutes about cooking shows. We did. It was... <laughs> oh, man. This is how I know I'm like getting old, I guess, because this is what old people talk about. They're like, did you see the cooking show the other night? <laughs> did you see how she set her table up? I didn't think I was into tablescaping, but it might be my new passion. And you know what? I do that shit, too. When I'm watching the show, like, I'm watching Chopped or something, and they'll, like, use some kind of, like, seasoning. And as if I know better, I'm like, nah, nah, she's going to get chopped. You've been chopped, judges. You can't do that. <laughs> uh, she fucked up. Okay. And sure enough, it gets to the judges, and they'll be like, so you use salt and soy sauce? Yeah, it's just it's too salty. You could have just used the soy sauce; would have been fine. And I was like, "Bitch, I told you. Why didn't you listen?" Uh, oh man, yeah, yeah, man. Maybe, yeah. That's that's the thing, especially on Top Chef. Like, it gets to the point like these guys are so good, they have to like break down the most like minimal to the most minimal detail. Like, something just doesn't have enough salt or too much salt, or they didn't follow the theme. Uh. Of the like, of the cook, whatever like the challenge was, and he'd be like, "Ah, oh, that was a good dish. You got sent home for a good dish. Too bad it didn't have not a goddamn thing to do with the challenge, my dude. What are you talking about? <laughs> it was a dessert challenge. You showed up with steak. I mean, that was a good looking steak. Don't get me wrong. They ate every drop bit of that steak." But this was a dessert challenge. Just sitting there snacking on Doritos, like mm, that's steak and way to go. <laughs> I'm like, mm, I don't think a steak is what you should bring to a dessert challenge. Oh man. Uh, I watched something this week, but now I can't remember what I watched. Oh, I did too. What did you watch? Uh, I watched uh, Jumanji: The Next Level. Oh, I keep trying to watch it. I just, for some reason, it does. I ha- it hasn't grasped me like the first one had. What would you think? Uh, I really liked it. I thought it was fun. Um, yeah, it kind of it added some stuff from the first movie that I was like, all right, so there's a little more to it. You know, I thought it was fun the way they played with it, having uh, Danny DeVito and Danny Glover's character in there. Yeah, uh, man, Kevin Hart as Danny Glover was is hilarious. Like I he, bet. the way that he plays an old man, uh, and, you, and unfortunately, eventually they like switch back to like different to the bodies they had in the first movie. Yeah, which I kind of wish they hadn't done that because I was like, eh, yeah, I, I like that this was a different place. So when they do that, I'm kind of like, now you're just kind of retreading the first movie a little bit. Like, you didn't even need to do that. Uh, but when, but that didn't happen to like the third act, so you're, it's not that big. Uh, but man, so me and Liz were watching and laughing because not just because it was funny, but also he was talking just like Liz's dad, mm. like saying things that Liz's dad would say. Cause Liz's dad is like, he talks real, he, he, you know, he talks real slow. Uh, and, uh, you know, it, it takes him a minute, you know, but he's, he's, uh, he's, he's gonna, he's gonna get to what he, what, uh, what he's talking about. <laughs> And <laughs> and the kind of stuff that he says, like you just like really ridiculous, you know, like nothing. Uh, he's funny, but not always on purpose. Like he just says something not realizing how insane he sounds. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can say this because I know he'll never listen to this podcast, so I'm not worried, right? Because he's like he's awesome guy. I I like him a lot, uh, but <laughs> he just. Sometimes he just says like really weird shit. Like one time we were, uh, he was, they were visiting and he, we were, I don't know how this topic came up. We were talking about, uh, gay people. And he was like, uh, talking, we were talking about gay people and bisexual people. And he was like, yeah, you, you either, you, you just, you're gay or you're straight. And there's such a thing as bisexual. I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> And Liz was like, "That's not how it works, though. That's not true. Like, it's a, he's like, no, nah, no, nah, you, you, you gay or you straight? We ain't frogs. Like, what? What does that mean? 
<laughs> oh, it was man. hilarious. It was is great. that a is that a fact about frogs that I somehow did not know that I frogs? Do, I don't know. Are I, bisexual. I thought I knew everything I needed to know about frogs from Jurassic Park. I guess I was wrong. <laughs> so yeah, he's like he's real funny. Sometimes I think he just says that kind of stuff just to be, just to be contrarian. But yeah. <laughs> it's still, it's it's funny. That's funny. So yeah, um, worth watching. I did. If you like the first one, check it out. Okay. It's not, you know, it kind of retreads a little too much. I think to be like as good as the first one. I don't okay, know. I got you. I got you. How is Aquafina in it? Great. I didn't know she was in it. I completely. Like, I'm, I'm sure I'd heard about it at some point, but I'd forgotten. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she's great. So that is the upside to them switching back to their original bodies. So uh, when they do that when you first see Aquafina, she's the, the kid who was the rock in the first movie. Like mm. that's the character that he has. Um, but then they switch back to their original bodies. So, uh, some uh, Danny DeVito ends up taking that one. So she starts talking like Danny DeVito and she's really good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely going to have to watch that now. Cause I, I just like her so much. Oh yeah. She's excellent. <laughs> a great, a great addition. Uh, Nice, nice. Um, so, uh, I played, a, I started a, a game in my Stellaris game. Cause I don't, I can't remember if I told you, but probably like a month or two month now ago, they, they put out a big DLC for the game, added, uh, a bunch of end game content and added a bunch more, uh, options for the humanoids. Uh, looking species because basically there are only like five versions you had your human your um klingon your elf and then a uh, couple two other ones um but they added a whole bunch of other uh, other versions and so basically it allowed me to create like an orc race a um a dwarf race and a hobbit race Nerd! so i i start this huge game and I have like I've got like the Mandalorians, the dwarves, the <laughs> hobbits. Um, like you're uh, like, all right, let's get these like Lord of the Rings type races, but also Mandalorians, because come on, <laughs> yeah, so, come on. Well, I have the so like I made a bunch of them, um, and it, it I I made so like you can have ten species in an in a in a max game in the biggest game you can have. On the biggest map, you can have a maximum of 10 species. So I made more than 10 to make it random, right? So, like, the Cylons are also in this game. Um, but, like, I have this... I've made the quote-unquote the Sith. I've got um, uh, the Borg. I've got uh, the Dunmer, which are the Dark Elves in Skyrim. I have the Thalmor, which are the High Elves in Skyrim. I have... Um, uh. Anyway, so it so it randomly chose who was gonna be in here, and in this particular case, I'm playing what is a long, the longest version of the game. Basically, you start in the year 2200, and um, you can set a mid-game crisis and an end-game crisis uh, a year, and then when does your when do they choose a winner for the game so i set the winner out to the year 3200 so a, a full thousand years uh from the beginning of the game and then i set the end game to start at three thousand the year 3000 and then i set the mid game crisis to happen at 2350 the year 2350 so uh so I'm playing along, and the reason I did this is because the end game crisis it it takes like a lot of ships and resources to really do, and so I wanted to get myself in a position where I just had a crap ton of them, so I could just like beat the crap out of the end game crisis because I I set it so that it's like super it's like easier than it normally is and. I don't know all this other nonsense, right? Uh, but in and so the year, so I'm just I'm in the year about to hit 2400, but at the 2350 year, 2350 mark, 
both the fucking hobbits and the dwarves had AI that went rogue and fucking wiped their empires from the fucking galactic map. <laughs> so now I have a whole bunch of dwarves and halflings in my uh, empire because I was their neighbors and they fled to me when their AI <laughs> eviscerated them. So that's what I did this week. I'm in the middle of a, uh, I'm in the middle of a preparing in case either of these robots decide to attack me. I was thinking about what it would be like for you to like, if you were dating, would you have time for this? And you know what? Actually, this might have sounded like I was going to start off by making fun of you for it, but no. If you found the right girl for you, she would probably be sitting there right there with you and be like, "Yeah, do that." Cool. This is really fun. Yeah, you're still in this imaginary world, so yep. Stranger things have happened. Yeah, and I'm waiting for season four of that show to come out. Oh yeah, is 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 season four coming out this year? I think so. I thought I thought they recorded it. Already. Yeah, for like for October, I guess, because I yeah. guess that's why it feels like it's been a while. Because the last one was uh, a year ago, right? It was July or on July fourth, because that's when the show took place. Yeah. Um, season four. Uh, Stranger Things. I still haven't finished the third season, anyways. Let's see. Does this say? Okay, it said it began. All right, so it began production. <laughs> it began production for season four in February. And then it stopped shooting season four in March. <laughs> so well, much like know. us, Stranger Things has been quarantined. Those kids are going to be so fucking old by the time that new season is able to fucking record. They're going to be like, they're going to be like the teenagers in Greece. Is a time jump to 1996. <laughs> yeah, they're going to be, Stranger Things is actually set in 2020 because we just didn't know what else to do. <laughs> That'd be kind of cool though. I like, I like a good time jump though. Like, if they, you know, they, if they've made a good story out of it, if they're like, you know, it's cause the kid, it'd be better to do that than like pretending like the kids were still as young as they were the last time they were doing the show. Hey, like, that was one of the funniest things to me was how grown brand got between seasons and game of Thrones and how he went from being carried around by Hodor. Like, Hey man, we gotta, we got the, I can't carry this grown ass man around no more. You gotta, find, you gotta find some some other fucking way to get him moving around. Oh man, that shit was stupid. Um, yeah, man. Somebody, it was funny the the other day uh, we were in in a case and this dude was like, "When's the next Marvel movie coming out?" I was like, "Yeah, that was supposed to be Black Widow back in like February or March, but we don't know when that's coming out. I think November, but we'll see. We'll see. What the fuck just happened? What? What uh, game are you playing? My screen went blank, and then suddenly I was on the home screen again. What game were you playing? Grand Theft Auto Five. I was just driving around. Speaking of which, so uh, RDR had a big update this week, and Rockstar put out... Um, before the update, they put out a, a an alert uh, talking about the new update, which is the naturalist update. It allows you to uh, be a hunter or a um, like a nature person. How do you sleep at night? On a tiger bed spread, my dear. Like you, like it's like photography based you can take samples of of animals um like track them and stuff like that i don't know i haven't really checked it out but what was interesting besides them announcing the new dlc for uh red dead which did come out on tuesday 
they said that GTA was going to have um, uh, a new heist, new content coming out, including a new heist set in an entirely new location. And so uh, that... I've heard about this, yeah. And so that is the thing that people have been like, what do they mean by that? The rumor is, and I Uh-oh. don't know, you know, because I was reading about this the other day out of curiosity. Uh, there's a guy who has leaked some information that's been accurate in the past uh, because apparently he knows someone who used to work or does work at Rockstar or something like that. And he says that the update is going to include the entirety of Liberty City. Wow. Uh, but he he's like, he thinks that that might be just, he might be wrong about that. He thinks you know, the, the idea is, Maybe they're just doing that for the next generation one. So, like, because, you know, they've already announced it coming out for, like, the PlayStation 5 and the whatever the fuck the next Xbox is called, because I can't remember. Series Um, X. Series X. So maybe that's what that is. Like, that's their big add-on for that is Liberty City, which would be a good idea. That's pretty cool. Uh, That sounds more believable to me than updating the current game with adding Liberty City. Like, that's that's a... That'd be a huge... Amount of content. I don't know how they would handle that. Well, they made a distinct branding divergence, I guess, with GTA 5. In the fact that they branded GTA 5 separately from GTA Online. Even though it clearly uses the GTA 5 setting and was set prior to the GTA 5 story and has now since surpassed the GTA 5 story in-game. So, I, I we've always suspected that whatever the next game would be, that, you were, that GTA Online would allow you to play both locations. And ultimately, how, whatever locations they add you'll be able to visit in any version of online. Like, presumably you would just, you know, like go to the airport and be like, yeah, I want to go to Liberty City or I want to go to Vice City or I want to go, you know, whatever other place they add. And then you essentially fly to that new location. Which makes sense to me, but I, I guess because it's been so long, it's it's funny to think about that, like, Grand Theft Auto V came out a long time ago, and they're still putting stuff out for it. And they've got, they've announced it for the next generation. When it's some shit to be won, goddammit, I want it. I don't give a fuck what it is. You know what I'm talking about? I take no prisoners. I go hard doing this shit. Big dog, big nuts. When names is on the motherfucking board, I want to see my name at the top of that motherfucking next to it. It needs to say, winner. (laughs) GTA V came out right at the beginning of the Xbox One X lifespan. Because I got it for the 360. I did too. And then the One came out, and I was just like, I was still on the 360, and Ren got a One, and then Micah got a One, and I was just like, Micah was playing GTA on the One one day, and I was like, motherfucker, I gotta get a One now. Because it looks so clean. So it's been out the entire life cycle of the Xbox One X. And they're like, yeah, we're going to be on that Series X. I'm, I'm telling you, they're, I, I, that's what we were thinking. Was was Because me and my cousin were talking about this. Was it going to be... Hey, hold on. Mm, I got to yep. feed this cat because she won't stop. Does it have to be human? Does it have to be mine? Feed me! Where am I supposed to get it? Feed me, Seymour. Feed me all night long. Okay. Please continue. Um. <laughs> um. Oh, no, yeah, that's right. Me and my cousin were talking about how we thought the DLC, the new heist, would be Liberty City as a way for them to announce the next GTA's Six appearing on the next gen consoles, but I don't. I I I don't. I think it would be weird if GTA Six was set in Liberty City since GTA Four was there. 
But I understand that it'd be easier for them to just make Liberty City as a online destination versus doing a whole new game. Because there's still the rumor that people think that they're going to announce the remaster... Uh, the remaster of Red Dead Redemption and put it in the in RDR two as DLC. Since that, that makes sense. Yeah. Since literally everything except for the bridge to Mexico is there. Like if you go to Mexico, all the contents there, all the buildings, everything from Red Dead Redemption is in Mexico. You just can't get to Mexico, and there's no. NPCs over there but honestly I all I want from Red Dead Redemption is to be able to build my own house (laughs) I want to build my homestead because they do spoiler alert they do that at the end of the of the game and it's maybe my favorite part of the game and I would love to be able to like choose the design I, would I was like thinking get, like Skyrim type thing. You're like, you just want every game to be more like Skyrim. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, no, no. So yeah. So spoiler alert at the end of red dead, the, so like if you were to look at your percentage, you beat the game, red dead redemption. The story mode is only 80% done. There's still another 20% after you beat the game. And that all, all of that is the transition from red dead to uh, Red Dead 2 to where Red Dead 1 was as John Marston. So basically you you see what happened to him and, and Abigail and Jack uh, at, uh, shortly after the events of the game and then you sort of build uh, John Marston's life to the point where you build the the ranch that he's on at the beginning of Red Dead. And like I said, it's maybe my favorite part of the game. Neat. Yeah. And I, I need to won- play it. Uh, you know, because I still, I, I just, I didn't, I never finished Red Dead. I got, I, you know, actually I think I got pretty close to the end. Maybe I should go ahead and just finish it out. Because I just, yeah. was, I, I wasn't super into it. So, and I've heard that Red Dead Redemption 2 is amazing. Like, way better than the first one even. Mm-hmm. So I do intend to play it at some point, but I'm just waiting for the for the right sale to hit. Like it was thirty dollars the other day on PlayStation, I think. It might actually still be thirty dollars. I was like, eh, I don't know. You know, it's on that Game Pass right now. Yeah, I know. I don't know why I haven't tried Game Pass, dude. That's it, it, now it's now my main thing. Is like I, I've got that. I switched over to that. The ultimate, where you get your Xbox Live and it's Xbox Live and Xbox Pass, because basically every Xbox first person or every Xbox title comes out and is available on it. Like that brand new Grounded game that just came out, um, uh, which is Honey I Shrunk the Kids Survival Meet Survival game. Uh, I got to try that out for free. It's a brand new game. It wasn't my cup of tea, but still. I think I just have – part of the reason I haven't really shown any interest in it, I've got so many games that I've gotten over the years that I haven't played yet. So I'm like, yeah. to add more to it, you know, and I've been doing that too much. I've been buying games on sale and stuff. Well, uh, that's, But that's the thing. You're not buying these games. It's just like basically you you get access to play them. You can just play them, and then when they go, they come and go. No, I, I know, but but even having access to them is enough to it, it adds to the stress and anxiety. It, yeah, I know that sounds that's that's such a weird thing to say, but yeah, it adds to this anxiety of like I got to pick something to play, and I've got all these games that I haven't played. Which one am I going to pick? Yeah, which it's same thing with books. I've got so many books I haven't read, and every time I finish a book, I'm like, cool, but now I got to pick another one. So, what am I going to do? Yeah, I'm done on books for right now. <coughs> the uh, The only series I've continued to read is the Harry Bosch books. But that's because he's my favorite character. But now with his TV show, I almost... I just don't feel like I have the time to read a book. I got... You don't understand. Like, I got... 
I got halflings and dwarves fleeing yeah, to got, my like, empire. universes and empires to create. The mechanized uh, exterminators have, are knocking on my door. Or whatever. Yeah, man, I, I don't got much else. I didn't do much this week. Yeah. I guess Next. I didn't either, which is probably why we talked for 30 minutes about cooking shows. Right. Well, <laughs> next week Charlie's here to talk about the movies he watched. I tried to get him here today, but he was busy being Charlie, living his life. Yeah, it happens. I so that's something to look life. forward to if you didn't enjoy this one. I just don't want people <laughs> to listen to this and they're like, uh, what the... If you didn't like this episode, maybe you'll like the next one. Oh, man. I want my money back. And we're like, it's a free show. And they're like, it was so bad, you need to pay me. (laughs) I'm like, all right. Like, what's, how much do you want? I'm not paying them anything. (laughs) I still got to pay you for this show. Well, you know where I live. I don't like how you said that. It's like a threat <laughs> to yourself. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, man. I don't know. I'm Poet. I'm Billy. <laughs> Good night. This is the outro. This is the outro. This is the outro for the Poet and Billy podcast extravaganza.